Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We're behind schedule. I apologize again. We were trying to squeeze a long board meeting into a short amount of time. Such is life. Okay. Okay, I would like to share with you a yesoid that's very, very um, meaningful and poignant in Parshas Vayigash, and also a chizuk that comes out from Parshas Vayigash that we need now more than ever. Okay? I shouldn't say more than ever, I don't know what was going on in history. I mean, more than ever in our tkufas. Excuse me. So, I'm going to start, surprisingly... With the Haftarah. The Haftarah of Parshas Vayigash is a Nevuah to Yecheskel. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Yecheskel to take two pieces of wood and to write on one of them Yehuda and to write on another one. And another one is associated with, uh, with Klal Yisrael. Because the, um, the Klal Yisrael was divided for many, many years into two Malchias, as we know. From the days of Yeruvam ben Nevat, the, um, the Malchus was, was, um, was divided into Malchus Yehuda and Malchus Yisrael. And Yehuda and Binyamin, they had like a small, that was a smaller end of the Shvatim. And you had the Malchus of, uh, we could call it the Malchus of Yosef, Yeruvam ben Nevat, that was like the bulk of Klal Yisrael. Interestingly, this, the Gullus split those two parts. And we're from the Yehuda part. Now, it doesn't mean to say that we're from Shevet Yehuda necessarily, because there could be other Shvatim mixed in, but we're from the Gullus of Yehuda. The Gullus of Yosef is the famous and enigmatic and difficult to comprehend Aseris HaShvatim that are in Gullus somewhere and that will return the Vechi Avayu, that they will, they will return eventually with us when Mashiach comes, our brothers, our lost brothers. But there's Malchus Yehuda and Malchus Yosef. Malchus Yisrael, which is Malchus Yosef. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Yecheskel to take these two pieces of wood and to put them together, V'korav oisam echad el echad. Le'etz echad. They'll turn into one eitz. And Navi's Mephis from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'hoyu la'achadim biyodecha. Right, the Pirushay says, "Ani achabreim l'shneha eitzim sheyehi eitz echod biyodcha al pines." So through a nase, I'm going to turn those two things into one. What is that? What are we trying to say here? Okay, <coughs> the Medrash Rabbah Hey in the beginning of Parshas Vayigash brings a pasuk in Amos Perektes that says, Hine yomim ba'im ne'um Hashem, which often is talking about Asad Lavei, as it is in this case. Days are coming. V'nigash chayresh b'kaitzer. And the plower will draw close to the harvester. Now the Pashup shot is that the fields will be so plentiful that the seasons will, will merge into each other because there'll be so much work to do. That's the Pashup shot. That the, the shefa that will exist lasted lovely. But the Medrash says, when it says, V'nigash chayresh b'kaitzer, the chayre, kaitzer, ze Yosef, chayresh, ze Yehuda, 
And nigash chayresh bekaitzer is that the chayresh Yosef is going to draw close to the kaitzer, which is Yosef. Yehuda's going to draw close to Yosef. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? That's the beginning of Parshas Vayigash. Vayigash Elov Yehuda. Yehuda draws close to Yosef, right? Yosef is standing there. Vayigash Elov Yehuda. Now we see that Vayigash Elov Yehuda is a prelude, is a Misa of Simon Levonim, of something that's going to take place, that's a mark of Asid Lavoi. And I want to take a few minutes to describe to you what we're talking about here, because it's a big, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very big and important Yisait. There's a Pasuk in Yeshaya, Perek Yud Aleph, Pasuk Yud Gimel, that describes the relationship between Yosef and Yehuda. It calls Yosef in that case Ephraim, as very often it's called Ephraim, right? Ephraim Ali Oid, right? That's referred to as Ephraim. And the Pasuk says, Ephraim lo yekane bi Yehuda, the day will come, la'asid lavoy, that Ephraim will not be jealous of Yehuda. The Yehuda la Yatsur es Ephraim. And Yehuda won't be a Tsar Ayin. Yiddish is much better. Tsar Ayin is someone was vergintnisht. That's, that's a Tsar Ayin. That's how, that's how, that's how the, in, in Pachad Yitzchak he writes, vergintnisht. It's like, like, you, you don't forget, you don't, you don't, you, 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 you're a Tsar Bohem. Like, how do you have that and I don't have it? Or even if I have it, how do you have it? Grudge. What? Grudge. No, no, no. There's no real word for it. You'll get the sense of it. It's like it's like <coughs> jealous, but no, no, you have to be grudge. Is what you said, right? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it. No. Okay. You won't be grudge one person. Okay, maybe, maybe. Uh, we'll talk. About, I don't. I wish I had time now to, to talk about this because I love. I love doing. Uh, I love doing the the uh, language <laughs> conversations with you. But uh, but let's let's um, I'm just I, let, let's 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 get through this, okay? So what is this? What's Ephraim Yekane be Yehuda and Yehuda leYotzer is Ephraim? So the Yisoid is, and this is in the Ma'amori Pachad Yitzchak of Sukkis Maimer Lamed Dalid, but it's also in several other places and several Sfarim that there is a big difference. Reb Tzadik, by the way, like many things in Pachad Yitzchak, Reb Tzadik says it just very, very bekitzer, and you wouldn't necessarily understand it unless you didn't know the Pachad Yitzchak. But once you know the Pachad Yitzchak, if you want, I'll show it to you after. It's like, ah, this is where he got it from. But he says as follows. He says, the Midah of Yehuda is different than the Midah of Yosef. Part of this I said a few weeks ago, but I'm going to fill in the blanks. <coughs> Yehuda's Mida is a Mida of being able to do tshuva. That even when he does something wrong, he does tshuva. He says, Tzadka Mimeni. He made a mistake with Tamar. Okay, it was the Hashgacha. But the Hashgacha was that he made a mistake with Tamar. And he, he takes responsibility. He says, Tzadka Mimeni. That's the godless of David HaMelech. On David HaMelech, the Pasuk says, Ashrei HaGevel, Gever, Hukam, Oil, that the um, he, uh, David Amalek is the person who uh, lifted up the 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 tshuva, which some even translate to me not the yoke of tshuva but the aliyah of tshuva. So Yehuda, David Amalek, they're people that they they could fall, they could do averus, and they understand the secret of tshuva. And they know how to return to their former makayim. 
Yosef HaTzadik has a different skill set. His skill set is not in the way he does tshuva, but his skill set is in the way he prevents himself from falling to begin with. Yosef HaTzadik is known to us as HaTzadik because he's the one who's Oymed bin Nisayin. He doesn't fall to Eishas Paitifar and do tshuva. He doesn't fall. He stays solid. So in this sense of this conversation, while it's true that Yehuda teaches us tshuva, it almost seems like Yosef is the stronger one here. There's a kayach that Yosef has that he, he, um, he doesn't fall. But if you read further the way Rav Huttner describes it, you discover a whole world of, of, of insight. And that is with, a, with a, a, a phrase that Rav Huttner uses in several places called makayim negiyah. Do you remember such a phrase, Yud? There's something called makayim negiyah. I want to tell you what makayim negiyah is. When someone does an Avera and they do tshuva, let's, let's forget about Averas for a second. Let's talk about Bein Adam L'chaveret, okay? So, um, so, surely, let's say, let's say in, your, in your company, so, there's, uh, so, so there's, there's, there's software that needs to be handled, there's hardware that needs to be handled, people have to, have to have, surely, you know, works in setting up computer systems and things like that accurate, and things like that. So, let's say you would have, you would hire someone, okay? You hire a guy, he says he knows computers, okay? So, you find out that he says he knows computers, but he doesn't really know computers. So he makes a mistake. He's a chait. He made a mistake. There are two ways that you as a boss, as an employer, and it's true for all of you who employ people, there's, 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 there are two ways that you're misyaches to that. Someone comes and apologizes to you because they made a mistake, you'll accept the apology. It doesn't mean that they can keep the job. If someone does enough damage or shows enough of a lack of ability to do the job, you may say no hard feelings, but this job is not for you. Or if you realize that the person really, really put themselves together, they got themselves trained, they figured out how to do it right, you'll be like, no, no, I accept your apology and you can have your job. Those are two ways. And you would have that question whenever something like, right, that, that's, that's a normal thing, right? We've had conversations like this, Momo, right? That this is like a, this is something that could come up. The difference between the two people is both of them you're makabel their tshuva, but one of them returns to the to the place of prestige that he was before. That's his makayim negiyah, where he could reach. And in Klal Yisrael, in terms of tshuva, sometimes we have the ability to return to our makayim negiyah, and sometimes we don't. And very often we don't, by the way. Adam Rishon does a chet. He ate from the Eitz Adas. Adam Rishon spent 130 years doing tshuva. Did he return to his former makayim? No. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Meqabal his tshuva. Adam Rishon died at Tzaddik. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Meqabal his tshuva, but he never got back his former job. He never got back in the Gan Eden. That's for another generation. Klal Yisrael does the Egel. They were on a madrig of Adam Rishon Kaidem Achet. They did the Egel. They did tshuva for the Egel. Hashem Hashem Kel Rachum V'chanum. They did tshuva. Did they return to the madrig of pre-Egel? No. Once the Luchas were broken... We live in the world of the second lucha, it's not the first. Right? Not always does tshuva bring us back to the makayim negiyah. That's a special madrega. If one even says somewhere, it's so gishmak, that that's the difference between the tshuva of Yom Kippur and the tshuva of Hashanah Rabbah. Everyone always asks, how many, right? Do, do you go a year without hearing on then? We already did tshuva. He says, no, the first tshuva is to be machaper on the chait. The second tshuva is to bring you back where you were. He says, bringing you back where you were, that's why you do Hashanah Rabbah by making circles. Awesome, right? So, that's a Makayim Negiyah. 
Says Ravotner, Yehuda has the Kayach when he does tshuva that he could return to his Makayim Negiya. Yehuda says Tzadka Mimeni and Mashiach comes out of that Chet. Right? That Chet produced Mashiach. That's a level of tshuva that's like, that's, 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 that's a phenomenal level that we yearn for that not only do we gain back Hashem's acceptance, but that Hashem restores us to the position that He placed us in. That's a madrega that Yehuda has. Yosef does not have that madrega. Were Yosef to fail, he would not. He could. He could do tshuva, but he would not have the ability to return to his former place. And this is not being said without a raya. Of course, you can't say something like that without a raya. Yosef Atzadik is in the house of Paitifar. The wife of Paitifar is trying to be mafata him. He's struggling. He sees a chaloin, a window, the Gemara says in Saita. He sees the most diuknai shalaviv. He imagines or conjures up or has some ruchniyastika sense of the image of his father. And the image of his father talks to him. Ki <coughs> His father says to him in that image, in that, in that vision, his father says to him, the day will come the day will come that the Shvatim will be engraved on the stones of the Ephod, on the shoulders of the Kayin Gadol. And if you do this chait, your name will not be engraved on the stones of the, of the Ephod. What do you mean? Of course he would do tshuva. Yeah. You could do tshuva, but you will not have your name on the stones of the Ephod. That's a return to the Makayim Nagiyah. Right now you're one of the sons of Yaakov, so these are good observations. What 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 is it about the nature of Yosef that makes him different than Yehuda? It's I don't th- I wouldn't look at it that way. I, 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 there is makim to look at it that way, but the first step is more that returning to the makim negiyah is a chiddush. Yosef's chiddush is in his ability to not fall. Yehuda's chiddush is in his ability to return to his makim negiyah. Each one has that strength. <coughs> now one day. Maybe in another shear, we'll track it to their mothers, the different midas. Okay, but for now, let's leave it with that. Okay, so so that being the case, so that's what the that's what it means that Yehuda. He has a little bit of a tsaras eye in there for gintnish Yosef, because Yosef has the ability to be oimid binisayin that he doesn't have. He has a much stronger ability to be oimid binisayin. He excels at his ability to be oimid binisayin. But Yosef is mekane be Ephraim, be, 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 be Yehuda. Yosef is jealous of Yehuda because Yosef, yes, he does have the siyat and not to fall, but if he does fall, like Klal Yisrael fell when he went into Gullus, clearly there was a nefila for the whole Klal Yisrael, he doesn't know how to go back to his former makan until Asad Lavei comes. Once Asad Lavei comes, so coming back to Yerushalayim, Shavatim coming back, Yehuda coming back to Yerushalayim. That's a tikkun, right? That's a return to a makayim negi. If I ever heard of one, right? Rav Hutner says that the zchus of, of of Yehuda, that he knows how to return to the makayim negi, that's the kayach that's going to bring that's going to bring Yosef back. Yosef is going to be able to be yainek from the kayach of Yehuda to be able to come back, and Yehuda. 
is going to be able to be Yonik from the Kayach of Yosef to no longer be susceptible to Chet. And that's the Haftaira. That's the two pieces of wood. Two Eitzim. One of them is Yosef. The other one is Yehuda. That they will be able to borrow, to be Yonik, to gain from each other's Maila. And all of that Merumas in Vayigash Elov Yehuda being Meramas to that Zman of Asilavai of Vayigash Elov Yehuda. That's Aleph. Very briefly to talk about Bays. So once we've already established that 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 the beginning of Parshas Vayigash is a Maisa of a Simon Lubanim of the Geulaho Asida, we're not surprised to discover that when Yosef HaTzadik turned to his brothers and said, Ani Yosef that the Medrash Tanchuma compares this to the eventual Giloy of HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying, I'm, I, Ani Hashem, like, uh, you know, with, with, with Bias HaMashiach, the mayor of Yomenu. <coughs> and that, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself to us, two things will happen. First of all, Nivhalum Mipanov. What a year as Shemayim, right? That moment of Ki Nivhalum And second of all, suddenly all the mysteries will be resolved. Everything that didn't make any sense, like last week's parasha, Vayisma Anoshim, Ishal Re'eyu, they didn't understand what's going on. No, everything's going to be clear. And as soon as he says, Ani Yosef, all the mysteries are solved. And it's important for us to know, as soon as HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself to us, as soon as Mashiach comes, all the mysteries are solved. Um, I said over by Shal Shudas last week, just as a mashal, I said over that we say Shir Amalis Veshuv Hashem as Shiva Sian Hayinu Kechelmim, because last week was a week to talk about dreams. So Hayinu Kechelmim, when Mashiach comes, we say, oh, we will like dreaming. What's Hayinu Kechelmim? Oh, you missed last week. What's Hayinu Kechelmim? Our Shiva once said, like, you know, like when you're sleeping, all your Kaychas are gof are paralyzed. You can't move. And your Shayrish Hanashama is up in Shemai. That's why we watch Negolas, right? There's a little bit going on inside your head, a little confusing stuff going on inside your head. That's a chalim. That's the way we are in Gaulus. That's a mashal to Gaulus. When Geula comes, we are going to be restored. All the confusion will make. You ever wake up after a dream and like, what? There's so much confusion. When we wake up, that's when Mashiach comes, we'll wake up and we'll be like, oh, hayinu kechalmin. It was like we were dreaming. We'll have our kayak about us, our clarity, our sense of, 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 of purpose, of, of, of history. Of, everything will become clear. Yosef HaTzadik, then, is the mashal of HaKadosh Baruch Hu towards Klal Yisrael, revealing himself to Klal Yisrael in that, in that mashal of the Tanchuma, Ni Yosef. Now, in the process of Yosef HaTzadik doing that, we find sometimes that Yosef HaTzadik would start crying. That crying... I, I, I'm saying the obvious, really. This far, I'm saying it, but you don't need this far for this. If the mashal is that Yosef Atzadik represents Hakadosh Baruch Hu revealing himself to Klal Yisrael, then the bechiyos that he has when the shvatim start coming are the ga'aguim that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has to take us home. When the brothers come to Yosef and everyone's there and he sees the binyamin with them and he has to go to another room to cry and then wipe off his face and come back in, well, that's good news for us. That means that when we start coming together. HaKadosh Baruch Hu starts being Baicha. In fact, the Gemara Chagiga says on the Pasuk, B'mistarim tivke nafshi, that there's such a thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has something called Mistarim, a, a hidden place, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu cries. Mamash like that, like by Yavai HaChadra, of Yosef HaTzadik. 
what triggered, what triggered that that's what we want. We want the moment, we're waiting every day for the moment of I can't, I can't. That the Yid approached him. Yehuda is the Yid. That Klal Yisrael comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and says, Be Adoini. And comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with all of our Kayach and begs for the Geula. And when we do that, and we're doing that now more than ever, that's when the Geula will come. And Reb Tzaddik, so interestingly, I've heard rumors of this, but you see it's Mephurish and Reb Tzaddik in, in I think in the first shtickle in Parshish Vayigash, towards the end, it's a very long shtickle, but towards the end, he says, V'shamanu min ha-tzadikim, that uh, Mashiach ben Yosef is already over, and Melchemes Goigul Magog is already over. We just need a little more. We need just a little bit more to bring Mashiach. So we shouldn't sit here worrying that we have to go through all the Chevle Mashiach. It sounds like, been there. Before, check it out. Pre-Tzadik, Maimur Aleph. Tzadik was, uh, was irresponsible. He wasn't throwing things around. Everything came with a Messiah. <coughs> so it's just something to keep in mind. And the, the special segula of this week's parsha for us to take it upon ourselves, to vayigash elav Yehuda, to draw close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for the Yid to pull himself close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we should be zeichen, that's chos. Of Yosef that Hakadosh Baruch won't be able to stop anymore. He won't be able to hold himself back, and Mashiach will come and take us home. Beis Hashem. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.